Hello and welcome back to the Village Podcast. I'm Melissa Rowe and this is Melina. Hello, welcome back. Um, today we are covering what I like the to term the greatest challenge of um, 21st century parenting, our, our greatest peril and you probably, there is no guessing, you don't even have to guess very, you know, past many topics, but today we're covering tech time. Hang on, can we take a moment? Tech, tech time. time. A bloody two-worded issue that all of us battle every day, doesn't mm. matter how old your children are, um, and I can't wait to have this chat with you, Mel. I know, and I was actually thinking when we were preparing for this, our parents were probably talking about how to manage TV. Yeah. <laughs> ABC Play School. <laughs> but this is like next level. It's not, you know, just when you come home from school and you can turn the TV on. This is, you know. Before tea time. This is. Oh, it's a whole other ball game. In, yeah, definitely. Morning, during school, sometimes depending, you know, how old your kids are and depending on how your school manages um, digital time, tech time. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive today and talk about do it. our experience and also just um, maybe how to, how to manage tech time in a more mindful and intentional way. So Melina, obviously you're kids are smaller than mine mm-hmm. um so i'm really interested in actually when my kids were little it, it didn't exist isn't that crazy like i was thinking and they're not even like they're not that old no they're 16 and 13 so i actually didn't have to back when mine were little i had a nokia dial phone <laughs> can you believe Good that old Nokia. that sounds like the olden days but so true and and now when I look back I think thank goodness I actually didn't have mm. I didn't have a smartphone there weren't really they weren't available no, so I didn't have the distraction myself mm. and I also you know obviously the kids didn't have the distraction either so you're lucky really well I sort of feel dodged a like bullet. I dodged a bullet um but you know I'm kind of managing it on the other end but because yeah. you've got teenagers now, mm. and that's a whole other ball game whole with tech time game. and teenagers. So I want to hear from you as a mum that has you know small kids now that are actually born into like they're digital natives we like to call them mm. because it's native for them. They they are born into the digital world. How do you manage it? It's a really I love. I'm really excited about this topic because yeah. it's something that I. It makes me angry, but then I feel like my husband and I have, you know, we think for our house, for our values, uh, we feel like we've managed it at the moment. Yeah. And Jordan is only seven and um, Harvey's only five. And obviously Ethan's nowhere near a phone at the moment, besides being a lot of my selfies yeah. um, and me recording his moments. Um, but one thing that we do is we don't allow the kids to watch TV until they get dressed in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's no YouTube or iPads. We've actually locked kids' YouTube and YouTube on our smart TV because we found we'd wake up in the morning and they were on YouTube. Mm. Um, And for us, we like to be across what they actually watch. Um, And I also don't think that 
my children watching other kids open up packets of lollies is stimulating mm. for their mm. learning. So that's one thing we do during the week. But we also have, they're lucky enough to have an iPad each, which is my husband's and my old ones. Um, and we have a rule that they are able to have tech time on the weekend. So it's a special it's a special occasion thing, tech time. And it's fantastic. It works in our favour because if we go out on the weekend, which we often do for lunch or dinner, or if we visit the grandparents, the special uh, reward of tech time, they're really excited about it. Mm. And so they get rewarded. They are excited about it. And then we also get some downtime from them in a good way where we can actually have that conversation with mm. the parents or go out for dinner. And let's face it. I know, I'm sure you can vouch for this, 16 years ago when you had Charlotte, but you weren't going out for that many brunches and smashed avocados and, you know, little piccolos. No. Whereas now it's the norm, yeah. you know, to catch up with people. We expect our children to sit there. Mm. Um, so we use it, We use tech time to our advantage, but more so for them to be rewarded around it. Um, we also set a timer on it. So yeah. on the weekend, if it's, okay, you guys have got tech time, we'll set um, a clock on there, like the... Um, the uh, the alarm yep. for an hour with a five minute warning and it also makes them accountable for how much time they've got on there. Mm. Um, and so it they don't have it working. during the week. They're not allowed to have it during the week. Okay, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, so it's actually in a cupboard up the top in our kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I like yeah. that. How about your girls? So you've got some yeah. quite, um, you know, some really strict kind of boundaries and and guidelines in place. Yeah, but it sounds like a real Nazi, don't I? No, but I think you kind of have to be. Yeah. Um, you have to be because um, they're young and and there are some guidelines for like ages in terms of, I guess, best practice or what's best for children. And when I was having a little bit of a look at this information, zero to two, they recommend no tech time at all. I would agree with that. Yeah. And that's obviously purely for brain development and, you know, attachment and connection and things. And then three to five recommending an hour a day. Is that including TV time? Well, we're talking, yeah. Just technology in general. Yeah, technology in general. Wow, I'm sure there's a lot of mums like myself going, hmm, I think they get more than one hour. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. your phone or your... Te- and look, this is not to make anyone feel bad. No. That, oh, God. You're going to judge me because I give my phone to my kid. This is probably more about what we're, and I'm just side mm. noting for a sec, making sure that we're talking about statistically what's, what the, what's recommended, what's recommended and yeah. also what research shows yeah. with technology, with yeah. tech time. Um, and also that there's a, there's a bigger issue at stake here and that is teaching our children how to communicate mm-hmm. and socialise in the real world when you're sitting in front of people mm-hmm. and how it has to start at a young age. Yeah. Um, so and it's, brain development. Yeah, brain development. Yeah, because we, we know that technology and just, you know, if it's games or... Um, YouTube or um, just searching on Google or whatever they might be doing, it changes the way our brain develops. It's changing the way that our brain is wired. Even adults, yeah. Yeah. Um, So for my girls, obviously, they're 16 and 13. So um, it's, it's challenging. It's incredibly challenging because your ability to set limits around it obviously they're outside of your um reach a little bit Mm. sometimes both uh, actually charlotte's got a smartphone 
um, and I can't remember whether we were talking about it on the podcast, but how she came to have a smartphone. Yes, we um, did last yeah, week. Yeah, that, that was, you know, really quite a process and was a delayed um, gratification with her, I guess. I mean, she wanted one when she was in grade six and we made it to, I think, year nine or year ten. Mm. Um, so, and then with the second one, you know, like they always, <laughs> they always want it earlier yeah. and Millie doesn't have her own phone per se, but she does have an old one because she's out horse riding and doing lots of things and she kind of needs to be contactable yeah. if anything happens. Um, but you've also got the issue where, you know, you know, as a teenager, it's their right to have their privacy. Well, that's the thing. And that's, that would do my head in. I'd want to be like checking the messages and... <laughs> Well, at the start, you do. Like, yeah. you know, at the start when Charlotte got a phone, I had her password. Yeah. And I had full, that was the, we had like the a little contract. That was the deal. You get a phone, we have your password and we can, um, you know, kind of check. Not all the time, obviously. No. Um, but just make sure that you're safe and have conversations about social media and all of those type of things. Um, but it does get harder to manage because when they have a phone, it means it's their property mm. and they take it with them and they have lots of supervised time, unsupervised time mm. on the device. So for us, you know, you can manage that in your house and you can manage that by kind of setting good guidelines and mm. examples of even your own behaviour too. So, absolutely. Yeah. Because you monkey see, monkey do. Monkey see, monkey do. No, and absolutely. let's face it, us adults are addicted to our phones. Absolutely. You know, did I get a message or oh, the phone's beeped? What's that? Oh, it's a reminder. Yeah. So, I mean, how often you walk around the house, the phone's just in your hand because if I get an idea, I Google it. Mm. It's like, it's it's everything in, yep. in one. And if you have a business like you and I do and social media and, you know, email and tech yes. is a part of that, then, you know, you definitely have a lot of things to do on your phone so being mindful of that as well and just how what we kind of model in front of the kids but we have tried to just set some guidelines around you know when is it okay and what's not okay so some of the things that we've done is had screen free zones and I highly recommend setting these up early Mm -hmm. so everybody knows even when it's maybe not a possibility that they're having the iPad at the table, but like he, I have, you know, kitchen table, no devices. I would agree. Bedroom, no devices. Because when they're teens and if they're in their bedroom with their phone, they can stay on it as all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of them do. Like I've worked with a lot of teens and... They get caught up in conversation, mm. you know, that's their mode of connection to their peer group. So it's amazing what time they can be up to. They can be up to. So it affects their sleep. And then if they're going to bed, you know, not feeling great about a conversation. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's the worst thing that could happen. Absolutely. So yeah, I like that. So yeah, yeah no. So screen-free zones and screen-free times. So meal times for us are definitely screen-free. Even if it's breakfast and just the girls are sitting at the table, I will sometimes have to remind them that's, you know, no phones at the table because otherwise mm-hmm. they would sit at the table not talking to each other. Not talking to each other or anyone else and just mm. look at their phones. Mm. Um, 
no screens when you're doing homework because uh -huh. it's so distracting when you when they have instagram and snapchat and whatever else they have and their notifications are going off and you know you're trying to do homework and trying to concentrate i'm still working on this with my daughter um that it takes so much longer to do your homework when you're not actually just put your phone on do not disturb and actually just do your homework the car Look out the window. Oh my gosh. The other day when I was driving the kids to school, I stopped at the lights out the front of our school and the people that were turning like were going through mm. and every single kid in the passenger seat was looking down at their phones. And I thought like for teens, that is invaluable time in the car to just Chat. connect and talk and talk about their day, what subjects mm. they've got or what's happened, like social stuff. It's really invaluable. So I try my best to mm. say car is tech-free time. Um, and family time, just when you are together as a family and you're doing something, whether it is that you are out for dinner or whatever, put it away. Mm. Um, and you know what? This is not to say that it's not a struggle. Oh, it's... It's one thing to say you've got the, that as That's a in place, rule, but then but you have I'm to forever reinforcing it. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it's and it's easier. Exhausting. Of course, it's easier not to. Yeah. I can understand why a lot of parents just go, here, take my phone in there so they can catch up with their girlfriend. Um, or here, I have the iPad just so I can have quiet peace of mind. Sometimes I think, God, am I a nutter? Mm. I'm making my job so much harder for mm. myself by saying no all the time. Mm. But then I think about what my core values are yeah. and how I want my kids to be in the world of interacting and connecting. And I think that's why I'm doing it, not yeah. because I'm being a boss bitch. And building those skills for communication as well, like if, when you're at the dinner table, that's when you talk. Mm -hmm. When you're in the car, that's when you talk. And, and when you're out for dinner, that's when you mm -hmm. talk. Yes, it's easier maybe to give them, you know, a device. But there's that – we used to take the girls out when they were tiny, just mm. the four of us, mm. and go out for dinner, just purely for the fact of, like, sit in your chair – Sitting sit in the chair. When, when, you, when we're out for dinner, you stay seated. Did you say that nicely? Always? Because well, I'm not always. <laughs> no. Mine's through my teeth. Yeah. Sit down. Sit in your chair. And this is what we do is we, you know, eat with our knife and fork and we make conversation yeah. with each Table other. Table etiquette. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is walking on the street. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. My son actually said to the Jordan, Mum. That boy just crossed the road looking at his iPad. Yeah. And they're walking into a, like a supermarket. Like, why does the child have an iPad yeah. walking into a yeah. supermarket? Just from a safety perspective and just knowing what's happening around you. But that sounds so basic. But when they get older, you know, how many times I drop the kids off to school and there are kids walking to school looking at their phone. It's just actually don't like, fall. Well, yeah. Well, and just... Be look aware. at the birds. Look at the, birds. Look at the sky. Yeah. I mean, it's so simple. But, yeah. you know, I do, I can, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And we spoke about, you know, touching on this really important topic. And as you said before, you know, I run my business, you run my, your business. And, you know, my kids are my priority. So I give a lot of my time to the kids, which means that I'm behind in emails, messages, calls from the shop, whatever, and stuff. But, I choose to put my phone away. Yeah. But sometimes it has to be an email. Yeah. And when I'm answering my phone or I have to text, I have this immense feeling guilt. of guilt because <laughs> yeah. I'm not being present to my kids. Yeah. And then I get all like, oh, 
I'm teaching them to chew now. Um, or like if we're in the car and I'm posting on social media, that's my time I use to post. And I'm right in this lot, the eyesight of my kids. Yeah. So I think I'm teaching them to zone out in the car. Mm. So lately I've been like, I'm just going to have to go hide in a room when my husband's home or change my times around because, again, monkey see, monkey do. Totally. We do it because we're older. We think we know better. We understand yeah. it. Yeah. But we're actually teaching our kids to zone out, don't not be mindful, um, and God forbid they feel like they're not important. Mm. That's my, that's mm. my biggest reason for mm. it. And that that's the norm. Yeah. Like posting and sharing and all of that stuff is the norm. I really try hard even though my kids are older like not to do much of that in front of my kids mm. so that's just me like uh, I and and agree. when I'm working if I am working in front of them I'll actually kind of tell them what I'm doing that I'm just answering some emails I'm just posting some some posts or you know whatever it be is five minutes I'm, just talking yeah, to the staff I'll, yeah, um, I'll be with yeah. them in because otherwise yeah. they assume, like, they're, mine are old enough to when I say, okay, that's enough, you need to put it down. They're like, yeah, but what are you doing? So most of the time what I'm doing is work. Yes, I do scrolling and, you know, all of that kind of stuff as we do. I don't think I even really watch much TV these days or you yeah, do three same. things at once. Um, which even that, you know, just it becomes like just a natural kind of way of being. And is that okay, you know? I've really toyed with having, and at different times, had like a tech-free day. Yes. It's Again, bloody liberating, oh, isn't it's it? It's so good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. It's, um, you know, I, I, something occurred to me a few weeks ago when I was taking some video of my kids and Harvey said to me, are you putting that on Instagram? And I said, no, this is just for us. We're creating memories. Mm. And I went, oh, made me feel sick that he even yeah. thought that's what I was doing. Yeah. And I don't think that I really use my phone in front of them, but obviously they're aware of it. I didn't even mm. realise that my five-year-old wasn't mm. even aware of what mm. Instagram was. And see, when they get to like 16 and 13, mine are like, do not put anything of me. Do not share. Every single time that I do share a photo, I have to get clearance. They're very aware of, you know, their digital footprint and they don't want to be on there mm -hmm. like if it's or for me to share things about them and interestingly enough when they were little I had a blog and mm -hmm. you probably don't know that no I didn't know that um the blog was actually about when we owner built our house and it was mm -hmm. documenting um owner building a house that we built but but it weaved in there it was a little bit about you know what we were doing there's some photos on there and things and I actually can't even remember the password to the blog. So it's still live. Oh, really? Yeah. But they don't like it. They're like, oh, my gosh, I want that image taken down. That's one of my jobs this year to actually yeah, go right. and deactivate that blog because they don't like it. So even think, you know, it's interesting for me. I don't think sometimes you think about that when your kids are little. They are not giving you permission to put certain photos or things or share things about all over them social media on social media yeah, and yeah. that does form part of their digital footprint mm. it's not mine it's their image and it has their name and you know sometimes like their name might be attached to it so yeah it's like just even point. considering that mine you know i'm very aware of that now and obviously i have to pass anything through mm -hmm. you know can i post this or can i which i think is fair enough i mean we teach our kids to not allow strangers to take photos yeah. of them. And then 
you know, we're putting them on social media. And I suppose that's why, I mean, I've been teaching my kids not to allow people to take photos of them without yeah. permission. Yeah. And recently I put a photo up. I went to put a photo of just Geordie, something happened, and I wanted to share it. And he's like, Mum, you didn't ask me if you could Ooh. put that up. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I taught you that. Yeah. And you're right. That's and I thought, right. well, hang on a second. This is my personal blog about what my business and what I'm doing. Why do I need to include them? It's, you know, it's private and I'm, you know, I'm pushing the whole privacy thing. And yeah. then, and that's why I often, you can vouch this, I often don't have my kids in my stories. Ooh. I mean, mm. Ethan, mm. he thinks the phone's probably me at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Mama. Um, and so that kind of brings us, like you were to consider safety. Yes. You know, and particularly when they're little, like your kids age, starting to have those conversations about internet safety. Mm. Um, I remember when mine were little and, you know, Charlotte, has had access to Instagram before she got her phone because they had iPads. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, how do you keep yourself safe on there so that people, you know, never post yourself in your school uniform with the logo? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, don't put personal information. Don't answer questions about where you live and what your phone number is and, you know, privacy settings and all of those things mm-hmm. are so important to have those conversations. Do you have those yet? With no, I think we're probably oh, too early too for that early, with Geordie yeah. and Harvey. It's more so the conversation for my age group about around YouTube. Yeah, how they uh, want to do their own videos. Yeah, and they want to be like, "Hi guys, today <laughs> I'm making slime," and and I have to say, Jordan's exceptional at it. He's yeah. a natural born presenter. Yeah. And I've got the I've got a different situation with that around safety in that, you know, they look at the subscribers of these people that they follow and they look look how many people they've got following their mum and I'm like, Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's better than anyone else. Yeah. Our conversation's more about there are gonna be people that are judging him good and bad. He needs to be really tough and it's more about the emotional safety yeah. that we're in the conversation and we're having to have the debate around why he can't have his own YouTube channel. Yeah. And, you know, I'm torn between well, am I stopping him being really great at what he does? And that is sharing um, and being a storyteller. And that's his, his, his what do you call it, digital native? Yeah. Or am I protecting him and doing the right thing and saying, we don't need to share random stuff Yeah. just because you are great at this and, and therefore want to... You know, follow yeah, that. It's, it's a real fine line, I think, because you know, I've already, I've always talked to my girls about, like, you can be a consumer, or you can be a creator. If you consume YouTube, other people's stuff, like, to me, that's kind of, I don't know, time wasting, or, I don't know. But if you can be creative, and. Yeah, my youngest daughter loves kind of making videos and edits of when she's riding her horse and putting music over the top and stuff like that. They're so creative as well, can't they? Yeah, like that. That's actually a positive, as long as I don't know. YouTube's probably a little bit different because she does it on her Instagram and she has her friends following Instagram. And you can set it for to private to certain friends. Yeah, but you know, so she's not consuming everybody else's stuff. She's actually. Her thing is being creative, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, You these kids want to be creative, yeah. but what's the end point? Yeah. I think that going back to safety, for, uh, at my age group it's about emotional safety and wise yeah. and having to change the way we talk about belonging and connecting and, and not caring what anyone thinks, mm. whereas yours is definitely more about the safety of 
themselves and not making sure they put photos of themselves in their underwear or their bathers yeah, all the time. Totally. And, and and the emotional safety, I mean, that's huge. We've seen, I've seen that with um, some of my daughter's friends where they've put things on and people have criticised and they've been heartbroken, you know. And the, But when you are creating, yes. you're right, and having that conversation, you open yourself up to, like you do, mm. like I do, mm-hmm. put yourself out there, you open yourself up mm-hmm. to criticism or judgment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how how can you be okay with that? The difference is that we're being judged every day. It's just not in writing in front of us. Yeah. And that's what social media or, you know, messages and whatever yeah. that sort of does. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got the social safety and on a different topic for teenagers, don't you? Mm-hmm. There's so many, you know, so many suicides these days because of social media and mm-hmm. bloody tech time. Mm-hmm. It's the sca- that's what scares me. And, you know, I think particularly like the ages of your boys is, is not too early to be having the conversation about, um, you know, if you talk about being a digital native, native means you're part of a community and so how do you be a good digital citizen Mm. what does that mean to be a good digital citizen so do you write you know mean comments like the whole online bullying how do you manage if you see that happening to one of your friends how do you manage that if it happens to you Mm. like they are you know amazing conversations to Mm -hmm. be having now because um, how do you respect people on social media? How do you stick up for your friends mm-hmm. on social media? Yeah. And who should you talk to if somebody... Because I think what happens is a lot of kids feel ashamed about it and then don't talk to adults about it and try and maybe manage it themselves. Mm. And that's hard. And, you know, we, I never thought I'd feel old. Yeah, like, you know, we've reached that point where I'm not. I mean, I'm still 37, so but still, at that point where you're like, oh, I don't know much about this topic. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, yeah. and making sure you don't overreact and like shut them down. Mm. It's um, it's tricky. So, but having those conversations, and particularly, I don't know, the whole. I don't even know if you want to hear about this, but sending nudes is big. Of course, I want to hear about that. <laughs> There's a different name for it in my mind. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, it's it's huge. I mean, it and used to be it's sparse when I was in my 20s yeah. to get, let's face it, you know, a dick pic. Yeah. That's what, you know, yeah. the lingo is. Yeah. Um, but these days, I mean, you could vouch that teenagers are like being asked for it left, right and centre. Like it's the norm. And not even being asked for it. Like, yes, being asked for it, but also receiving unsolicited and unwanted dick pics. Like, just coming through Instagram on private message, just without any... That's becoming the norm. Yeah, well, yeah. And so, it wasn't until recently where I had a conversation about that, um, where it was apparent that, yeah, that is happening. So, sometimes it's embarrassing to talk about it, and sometimes Mm. you'd never know when the right time to bring it up is, but... These are vital conversations. Mm, it's yeah, because it is happening. It's it's very real. And if you're a thirteen year old girl or twelve year old girl, you you know, like you're innocent and you're receiving something like that. So okay, what happens in a situation where let's talk about teenagers for a minute? Because this is definitely 
you can you can speak about this yeah. in your line of work yeah. and also as a parent of teenagers. Yeah. What would you say to someone who is in that situation where they are their child is receiving inappropriate images or ever happy to send them? Um, look, I I think starting to have the conversation early. Like I don't think it's too early with Geordie to start talking about mm. how do you be a good digital citizen mm. and that's so inappropriate, actually illegal. Mm. Yeah, depending on how old the person is that is sending that and, you know, it's distributing porn. Mm. Like that's an offence. So talk about it, make it an open topic of conversation and that they're not going to get in trouble if that happens, that, you know, you're willing to talk about it and help them do something about it. So obviously, you know... I'd be definitely taking something like that further or teaching them how to block people, how to, you know, only be friends with people and friend people that you actually know. See, Instagram now, I think when people aren't your friends, they can still send you private messages and it goes in like a different yes, little folder in, in or something. Yes, in another folder yeah. you would approve for them yeah. to actually So not approving it. any of those mm. because... Yeah, even like, you know, Millie's 13 and she's had men going, hi, you're so beautiful, do you want to talk to me kind of thing, sending private messages. So talking to them about, Mm. like you have to be very explicit and intentional. Mm. If anyone sends you a message, do not approve it to read it. Just delete. If they're not your friends, then you don't need to be reading those messages. Um, Yeah, and, and how to be aware of when that happens yeah. and and making sure that you're having those conversations so when it does happen they can come to you how many kids how many teens have i spoken to that don't feel like that they could have that conversation with mum and dad mm. not because they're worried about well yes because they're worried about the reaction but because it's a it's a no-go topic it's not been talk, talked about yeah, before so they're not and, sure and considered vulgar i suppose yeah well they yeah. might be embarrassed or so you kind of got to break down those barriers yeah. early yeah so that they feel comfortable to actually entertain that conversation if the yeah. if the situation arose yeah. yeah that makes great sense mm. what well, let's go back to under 10s yeah. for a minute yeah. so on the under 10 category yeah and you're the over 10 category yeah. <laughs> So this isn't going back to tech time. I find this um really interesting mm. um topic, and I do struggle with it. Yeah, and I have found a way somewhat to handle. But I love your take on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our household is very strict with the tech time, as you know. Yep. So we don't go visiting with iPads. We go to someone's house with iPads, and if we go to someone's house, we don't give them our phones. Designing yep. if they've got kids, we say go play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is interesting when kids when kids say um. But we're bored. Mm. So we'll go play outside, find something to do. We have we were in a situation not long ago where we rocked up to someone's house and there were I think about six other children there and all the children were on devices when we arrived and they were under ten. So they weren't they weren't teenagers on their phones. They were either on their parents' phones or iPads. My children looked at me and were like, Mum, we've got no phones. I'm like, go play. But we've got no phones. And they could just see the look on their face. They were, like, they were so left out. It was like a knife through my heart. And my, my, my values are really challenged because I'm like, well, we don't follow. We don't go on devices when we're visiting people. And now I'm in a situation where do I stand my ground and be like a massive bitch in their eyes and say no? 
or do I go, all right, and give in? And then they're playing a game that there's no way they'd ever be allowed to play mm. on because there's a lot of violent games mm-hmm. out there. Let's not even talk about Fortnite yet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we found that night we had to give in. But yep. I was really angry. Mm. I left being really angry mm. that, that A, it was allowed to happen and B, that I had to give in on my values. Um, we didn't have to. And that's the thing. The next time it happened, <laughs> and this is why I'd love your take. Yeah. But the next time it happened was at my house. Someone yeah. came over to visit. I just had Ethan. And their children bought iPads. And they sat and play, played on the iPads straight away. And my kids were like, oh, can we have our iPads too? And, I, and after the, the time before, I was like, I am not doing that again. I'm not going to feel crap about my choice. And I, I had to make the very ballsy de- decision to say... I'm sorry, sweetheart. Our friends have come to visit us. We don't play on iPads when we visit people. And I could just feel my girlfriend like sort of looking at me from afar. I'm like, I just, what's more important, my family unit or looking good? And so they were like not impressed by my kids and they went and played. And then my girlfriend got up and then asked her kids to get off the iPads. Mm. Now you could argue, well, did I make her change her values? But at the end of the day, we're talking about something that's really important for our kids. Do you think that I or any other parent should handle that in a different way? Or, you know, what's your take and opinion on when you when kids are rocking up to dinners and then they're on their iPads or catch-ups? Yeah. Well, I think it's value-based. I think you've, like, hit the nail on the head there because, you know, for some people it might be, like, at at this moment in time, I value it's really important for me to have some adult conversation so, you know, it's a case-by-case case example, mm. isn't it? Um, I'm, my value is, I guess, pretty similar to yours in terms of um, building my children's ability to have conversations, creative play, um, you know, they're older now. So sitting around a table with adults and other children and being able to hold their own mm-hmm. and feel confident in having a conversation or working out something to do. You know, we've been out for dinner before with my mother's group and there's, you know, a ton of kids and they're all sitting there and we were all pretty much on the same page, like you're not having devices. And they talked for an hour and then because we were talking and, you know, having dinner and stuff and they finished their dinner and said, can we walk to McDonald's? And, you know, go and sit in there because we're bored. Yeah, no worries. They probably got their phones out when they got there, I just realised. <laughs> they were very smart. Yeah. Um, but I sight. think, you know, it's, it's quite courageous in a group and in a social situation to say no. And whether that is tech or whether it's an ice cream or whether it's food that you don't want them to have, it's always courageous to say no. Um, you know, there are many situations where for whatever reason, I haven't wanted my kids to have an ice cream or dessert or whatever, cause you know, mm-hmm. the dairy and you know, whatever. So I have had to say no and they sit there and watch other kids eat ice cream. Mm. And you know what? Great. Makes I more love those moments because yeah, it does. It builds resilience and Toughens helps them, up. them work through the feelings of disappointment and missing out or not having that, but maybe having something else. And I just don't think you've got, I've never kind of been one for following the crowd. Mm. Um, Yeah. We've had a dinner recently actually with a big group of kids ranging from age of, you know, seven to 16, 17. 
um, and lots of adults as well. And there was one of the kids on, on their phone and one of the mums, which wasn't his mum, actually asked the waiter for a basket and passed the basket round the table and asked all the kids to put their devices in. And they kind of all looked and went, oh. Super courageous. Okay, which is courageous. And then she took the basket and put it under the table and they did not get it back. But they sat for the whole time and we were there for hours talking and mucking around and having jokes and had a lovely time. I don't know. I I feel like there's plenty of opportunity for tech. Well, they're going to... It's the work like course. really, it's how everything. often do you go out for dinner? Exactly. How often do you visit people? It's not every day, but you have opportunity for tech every day. And if we're not actually instilling that in our children, I do believe that they're going to struggle as teenagers to go on a date, to make friends in a workforce. Absolutely. Like a whole array of other things. You know, what I keep, you know, when I've gone through my transition of tech time as a parent, and I've read up a lot of this as just in parenting books for my own, you know, understanding. I don't want my selfishness, this is me talking, Mm. my personal value, of I need time right now, I want to catch up with my girlfriend, to mould their future being and their future resilience and their future connections within themselves Mm. and other people. And yes, it's harder work right now for me to have to... And like sometimes I'm like, your mum, can you just shut up? Mm. Because I've taught my kids to talk so bloody much. Then I'm like, I've got one set of ears mm. at the dinner table. Mm. Can someone else have a turn talking? But then I think, hello, that's what you've actually wanted to create. Yeah. So don't shut it down, lady. Yeah. And look, my view is that children are human. Are they? <laughs> Just as we are. <laughs> I mean, really, why do we still think there's two sets of rules? So if you and I went out for dinner and we sat on our phone or I sat on my phone and left you sitting there, would you like it? I think, what a rude bitch. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> With I, all due respect. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. Like, I wouldn't like it if you did it to yeah. me. If you sat there on your phone the whole time, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. I'd be, like, bored Why and I'd probably here? never go out for dinner with you again because you didn't have any juicy conversation with me. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, moving on to the next person. So why do we not expect them to develop that skill as well? completely mm. agree it's same as you're on the couch and you're watching a movie and like my husband would be on his i said that really like a walk in my husband <laughs> um really italian like um he was on his phone and he's like we're watching a movie but he's on his phone and, and he just finished work and he was tired and he was like i just just want to zone out for half an hour i'm like that's great i get that but we're in family time yeah and if you zone out and it's okay for you to zone out on your phone everybody then i might as well be on my phone and they might as well be on their laptops their ipads watching whatever they want on youtube Mm -hmm. and we all just zone out for half an hour Mm -hmm. instead of being connected in something Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's i find besides the you know the the tech time management and the tantrums and the timing and all the safety it's the leading by example. Absolutely. That is, I find, the hardest. And and at your kids' ages, like, you, you really are setting down family um, tech time kind of um, norms. Etiquette, yes. Yeah, please. and etiquette. So, you know, for, and it gets harder to manage as they get older. It gets so much harder. So... Um, They've got, you know, increased homework and they've got hobbies and all of these things that they're doing. Their their time is taken up by a lot of things. So they do have less time mm. at night to be online. 
Um, and I guess so when it's time to sit down and watch the TV, they do like to do it. Mm. Yeah. So setting up like when we watch a movie, yeah, we put all the devices away. Well, that comes down to your um, your tech rules that you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So so tech rules are important. Your tech time, um, what do you call it? Screen time. Yep. Like um, where you can and can't actually screen free times. Screen free yep. times. Uh, another thing that I found really helpful, I've only just discovered this on my Apple iPhone, is you can under under general under settings in general, you can actually set how long you want to use your phone for on social media, yeah. or how much you want to use it on the internet, and after that time, it cuts out. Yeah. Oh. Cuts out. Oh. You want to love? You can't use it. All the apps go dark. Wow. And so you can actually set that for your kids. Yeah. Wow. So if you say, okay, I'm just going to set it for hypothetically two hours a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, they get a five minute warning. This happens to me every night. And let me tell you, I smash it by about midday. <laughs> I'm like, I really need to like, um, lift the limit. Yeah. Um, gives you a five minute warning, and then it cuts out, and then you can't use the apps mm. unless you change the settings. Mm. Um, and it's also in the car, and this is more so for the mums yeah. listening, you can actually set your phone yeah. to be uh, do not disturb when it's connected to Bluetooth. So the moment you start your car and it's connected, you cannot make a phone call. Yep. Um, I've got that, and it's just motion search. sensor. It's not even connected to Bluetooth. The minute I get in the car, oh. it sends a text message. If anyone tries to ring me or message call you me back. and says, I'm in the car, I'll call you back. Mm. So you don't get the notifications. You're not tempted. You're not distracted. Exactly. Yep. Which... Going back to what we're talking about, I think it's really important for our kids to see us not touching our phone yeah. while we're driving. Yep. My kids are in the habit at the moment of saying, Mum, play Michael Jackson, Thriller. Yeah. And I found myself trying to find yeah. songs. Like, I'm being really unsafe. Yeah. So I've had to talk about the safety yep. Of, yep. of me not touching my phone yep. when I'm driving. And you know the other thing that I want to say is that it's not all bad. Technology is not all bad. It just needs to be managed. Because sometimes we can view it as the greatest evil, but there's a lot of positives as well. You know, it's given us, it is changing the way that our brain is wired, which in some respects is our memory is poorer because we don't actually have to remember all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. We've got Google, but it gives us the ability to find information really quickly and succinctly and, you know, speed read and, you know, go quicker Mm. so i don't think it is all evil there's creativity there's lots of things absolutely and particularly for kids you know there's educational stuff reading eggs reading eggs mathletics that you know for some kids that maybe have trouble learning in a traditional setting are awesome to supplement Mm. their learning experience Mm. so it's been amazing for autistic children as well absolutely let's remember that um and also i think that the main thing is that we have to have the balance so we were talking before we come on around, you know, brain wiring in that when we read, which is what we were doing a lot more of before we had smartphones. I love a good book before bed. It encourages our brains to be focused for an extended period of time, to be creative because you're kind of thinking about the story Mm. and what the character looks like and what's his name in those books that I haven't read, those sexy grey Oh, I haven't read it either. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I can imagine your imagination is running wild with those. Well, there was a lot of marriages with a juiced up sex (laughs) life because the women were getting very focused on the storyline. And also, you know, reading kind of builds memory 
because mm. we have to remember what we've read and comprehension and things and our attention. So reading is awesome for, for brain development, but, you know, so we have to encourage that as well. Mm -hmm. That's why having a limited amount of time on technology makes room for those other things mm -hmm. that are awesome for brain development because the internet really, like I said, scans out, um, improves our ability to scan information really quickly and efficiently, mm. which is also a good skill. Absolutely. I can, yeah. find I can speed read these yeah, things. That's... But I liked how you related that before, when we were chatting before we came on, um, about how, you know, the internet, or oh, that sounded so old, so we're doing the internet. The internet. The net um, and social media has caused us to be, it's a bit more like, jet, you related to jet ski yeah. versus reading, which is like scuba diving. Can you take us through that? Yeah, so, so reading is like the deep dive into, you know, usually you're in a quiet space. It's visually restricted because you're just looking at the text and you're immersing in that slow-paced, focused attention for reading, like, you know, who doesn't love curling up in bed with a book? And if you think about it, you're not distracted, hopefully, by much. Mm. You're, you know, reading your book. But whereas the internet and using the internet social media is kind of like a jet ski. You're skimming the surface. It's high-speed information. Um, there is many distractions. Who doesn't go down a Google hole? Oh. <laughs> at least once or twice a week where you're like, hang on a minute, how did I even get here? You're like... 20 screens yeah, open. Yeah, 20 screens open, fleeting focus. So you never read everything and immerse in mm -hmm. it. You're just like, one thing will spark the next thought yeah. and then you're back onto another tab. And, and there's a hyperlink to connect to the next one. <laughs> and you, yeah. before you know it, you're like, you know, miles away from what you yeah. were actually first looking at. So, yeah, that's that's interesting both of those things are amazing mm. for our brain, just not one thing. Would you say that Lego for children, say in under yeah. 10, fits into that scuba diving theory? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. There are lots of things that, that fit into that that we can, you know, make sure that we encourage because tech time, like I said, is just one part. So painting or drawing or Bike riding, craft, scooter. you know. All of those things, mm. Lego's amazing because it is really focused mm. attention. It's mindfulness practice. <laughs> and look, that is going, you know, you, I remember years ago, mm. you taught me the Lego challenge. Yes. Um, I and, forgot about that. Yeah, and we implemented that at home and my boys love that. And the Lego challenge is, and I, let me just say this first, these sort of activities are more time demanding on yes. you as the mum. Yes. But going back to values that is my i'm sort of doing the groundwork now yeah so hopefully that sets them up yeah so i could easily just go go watch a movie yeah but because we wanted to connect with our sons on a different level that wasn't tech time um mel had suggested a while ago um to do lego challenge and the lego challenge was really quickly just writing we just did on five pieces of paper five things it might be boat car wheelbarrow something just basic yeah. Then the boys would have a turn of pulling it out and we'd set the timer and we'd have two minutes to build the best boat, wheelbarrow, whatever we pulled out and we had all the Lego in front of us and we'd build it and then when it would, it would count down and then we'd talk about how we made it and it was so much fun mm -hmm. and it was mindful quality time together um, and that is exactly what made you're talking about the scuba diving and yeah. that that reminded me of that activity. Yeah. It reminds me, I've got to do that again. It is a deep dive, isn't yeah. it? It's and a deep dive. And it's an eye-to-eye -eye deep dive with yeah. your kids, but also for them, 
They're not asking about tech time. And you and you can let them win in that because if you do it with them, you know, that kind of challenge, like yeah. see, see if mummy can do it kind of yes. thing, that's so fun as well because yeah. they see you, you know, in a different light. But that is definitely the scuba diving, deep dive. Yeah. And it doesn't say – you don't have to do that those things every no. day. Like it might be once a month or, you know, if once that. a fortnight or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's all like anything, It's Mel. balance, it's isn't it? things in moderation. Yeah. Well, I don't like balance. Well, what, who's, who's ever balanced, babe? Let's face it. Everyone talks illusion. about that bloody B word. Yeah. And then we're all like, oh, I'm not balanced. And there are some days where you've been up all night, you're tired, you might feel shit, and tech time is, is you know, yeah. going to happen. And it's maybe going to be over the you know, recommended time. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah. Like, it's got to have that flexibility. And I think the majority of the time, the 80-20 rule. 80-20. If you're doing 80% of the time, you're working within your values and your guidelines to help your family unity and your, your child's mental and brain health, then the 20% doesn't really yeah, matter. It's, that's right. It's, it's a balance. Yeah. Before we do wrap up, there is one other hot topic when it comes down to tech time mm-hmm. I do want to ask you about. And that is video games yeah because um it's coming up a lot more now we say jordan's age group Ooh. and i know from what we've spoken it's a real issue in the teens area yeah. particularly the game Fortnite. um which if you have no idea what i'm talking about it's a good thing <laughs> um i actually only just saw what it looks like recently and, and it's funny my kids are like there's no blood in it but i'm like yeah they're running around with an axe <laughs> killing people mm-hmm. and it's very strategic in that they've hooked the kids in with doing really cool dance Dances, moves yeah. like the floss yeah. and all these other dance moves um that they've come up with and i think the best thing to come out of Fortnite was that kids are dancing totally. if we look at the silver lining yeah. however um we certainly don't have Fortnite in our house and if we go to someone's house and they're playing it hey mm. my kids are allowed to play it there because i'm not going to make them come and sit next to me i'm yeah. not that hardcore yeah but you know you see a lot of mm. teenagers Mel. Yeah. you are exposed to this Often, and, yeah. and I mentioned it in our last podcast because mm. it really hit home for me mm. when you shared ages ago when I said to you, what's the main thing that people see you about? Or what's the main issue that you've pinpointed with kids? Mm. And you said the three things, and it all comes back down to tech time, mm. was kids not feeling connected with their parents because mm-hmm. the parents are on their technology mm. all the time. Or they are. All the kids are. All the kids are. Yeah. Kids are on iPad. Yeah. And video games. Yeah. How do you, in this new world of like video games, whether it's on an iPad or Nintendo mm. or PlayStation, whatever, mm. are the same rules that you've suggested for um, screen time and that the same? Or how, how do we control what our kids play and have the yeah. courage to say no to them? Because everyone else is playing it. Totally. And I think most most video games have age guidelines like how old the people that are playing them should be um i i think that little boys obviously like video games more my girls have never played video games girls are more social media boys are more video games yes the same rules apply time limits those type of things but i'll also say and this goes for social media but i think even more for video games is being really careful and mindful about when kids play video games and go on screens. So from a perspective of try not to use that as an emotional pacifier. When I feel angry, shitty, sad, um, I've been bullied at school or I'm in trouble, I go and 
play a video game or use social media to, to tune out because that turns into an emotional habit. Mm. And that's when you can, you know, go down that path of video game addiction, which is an increasing problem that I see. Um, have some really good rules around, obviously, like not in the bedroom, play it at a certain time, turn it off, get used to those boundaries and hold them firm because one of the things that I do hear a lot about, particularly Fortnite, is turning it off. The transition to, you know, from playing to not playing and doing something else is so problematic. Give me the warnings to that. Okay, 15 minutes, we're going to turn it well, off. Well, just that this this is this is the boundary. You mm. have an hour of playing Fortnite and at that time, no, no excuses, no questions. That's what time we're turning it off and we're doing something else. And so how do you manage that? Put, you know, the transition time in. You've got 10 minutes to go. This is your five-minute yeah. warning, that kind of stuff. And then following through, like the more you leave that of going, okay, a bit more, yeah. okay, a bit more, the harder it is to put the boundary in. Um, and, and being okay that we're going to, that they're going to get angry. Well, the, yeah, because they're disappointed because their friends are playing. It's, their so, it's social as mm. well. So... Really fostering social connection outside of video games. Mm. So that's huge because video games and social media are an easy way to connect with your peers for teens and children and not come out of your bedroom. So making sure that they're doing something else, social scouts or sport or whatever it might be to yeah. meet that need so they don't wholly and solely rely, rely on that. On that. Um, they yeah. get so angry at the children when they play video games. Mm. They get so angry. Do we know my? It's, it's to do with the brain, yeah. is it not? Yeah, it is. And and I think if you're ready for that, but you can still withstand that and and set the boundary and be okay with like, yeah, I know it's disappointing. I know that you wanted to play some more. That's okay. You're gonna have another time tomorrow or the day after or you know whatever it is mm. to to play again, and it's okay to turn it off. I think it's one of the best things I've I've learned from you is to ignore Ooh. and let me tell you i'm half sicilian half calabresi we don't ignore <laughs> i'm usually like down for like a confrontation anytime and i found that with the kids Ooh. i still had that even though they were children like their children i'd be like yeah you want to like in my mind you want to go like yeah come on let's argue about it yeah and it's taking me i reckon a year and a half yeah to really be able to just tune out well and i think the thing is that you can validate like i just said you know Yes, I understand you're disappointed and that's okay. Mm. Like not reacting to the disappointment and, you know, throwing more petrol on the fire yes. by trying to convince them not to be disappointed and not to, you know, cry. And then yell, stop getting angry. Yeah. <laughs> but so you can validate and just hold the space for it. Yeah. Like it's okay if you're disappointed. I get disappointed too. Yeah. It's okay if you're angry. That's fine. It's great. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, and like I said about tech, video games are not all evil either. Like if we can manage it and there's good boundaries around it, they're not using it as an emotional escape. They actually do improve visual, spatial, you know, capabilities and attentional capabilities. It's You've got to be like really focused. Yes. I can't play them. <laughs> Unless it's Mario Brothers from the 80s and yeah. 90s, I'm not, I'm not interested. And reaction time is improved and all of those things. So... There are benefits to it. It is not all evil, mm. but you, we must manage it. We can't just go open slather here and knock yourself out every single night. And, of course, not close to bedtime either because it really ramps up, mm. you know, 
you're, you're very hyper focused and um, a lot of people tell me their boys are like screaming at the screen and yelling yeah. and with their headphones on and stuff. So you are hyped up. So either straight after school yeah, or on the weekend yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 And for that. a time limit. And a time limit. So look, just wrapping up, we, you know, tech time is like anything's got good and bad. Um, it's new in our, in our world, so we're all just trying to adapt to it. Having boundaries sounds like it's definitely the key, the key thing. Mm-hmm. Um, having rules mm-hmm. and screen-free time areas. Ooh. But I think more than anything, it's boundaries and values. Yeah, definitely. And making sure that we – and safety. Yeah. Emotional safety and actual safety. Yeah. Uh, there's some fantastic tips there. Yeah, and that's a big one. It we is. could probably keep talking, but we could. We really could. We could, <laughs> yeah. could talk, well, we could talk to the cows come home. But thank you so much, um, everyone, for tuning in. We uh, hope you enjoyed our chat about tech time today. It's... And if you have any questions, like please just shoot them through either on Instagram or email us. You please. know where to find us. So we're more than happy if you've got something you know out of this conversation that you have loved. We love to hear that as well. But Absolutely. also if it's brought up something where you're like, yeah, I actually want some more information on that. Please don't hesitate to get in contact with us. Absolutely. We'll do another episode. Yep. Stay tuned and thank you so much for tuning into the village. Yeah. See ya. Bye.